Welcome to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT. If you're new to the program, this show is designed to educate its listeners on the industry's best practices involving the design and the construction of a single family custom residential home, your dream home. A custom home can be small or large. It can be located in a rural community or in a city. What makes it custom is intentional design. It's a home designed and built with a particular family in mind, yours. It's a home that maximizes your family's enjoyment of the structure while addressing such concerns as indoor air quality and minimizing the annual cost to heat and cool the property. These considerations can help your dream home qualify as more than just a custom home. It can be a high performance home. Even though high-performance homes do not necessarily cost more than traditionally built homes, not all architects and custom home builders build high-performance homes. A high-performance home delivers far greater value to you than a traditionally built home. In this program, we teach you the benefits of a high-performance home and how to ensure your architect and custom builder build your dream home as a high performance home. And if your dream home is a home that has already been built, we share with you the most cost-effective modifications you can make to bring your home up to high performance standards. How do we do these things? By inviting industry-leading architects, builders, and other home design and construction professionals to share their knowledge with you. Our topic today is prefabricated homes. These are homes built not on site as is customary in the United States. These homes are built in a quality control environment. To help us to better understand prefab homes, we are joined today by Brian Abramson. Brian is the founder, director, and CEO of Method Homes. Method Homes is recognized as one of the leaders in the modular construction industry. Established in 2007, Method Homes is focused on building precision engineered, beautiful, healthy, and sustainable prefab homes and commercial structures. Prior to founding Method, Brian attended college at the University of Montana. He started several companies in Montana prior to making his way to the Pacific Northwest where he worked in commercial real estate and development. Throughout Brian's career and ventures, a focus on sustainability and innovation have been recurring themes. Through Method, Brian has worked with Habitat for Humanity and is a member of several nonprofit organizations, including the Housing Development Consortium and the Kaiser Permanente Housing Accelerator. Welcome to the program, Brian. Thank you. It's good to see you. It's been a while. I was just thinking back when I was preparing for the interview. Uh, I think it's been probably six or seven years since we did uh, at AGS, we did our first project with you. Does that sound about right? It does. It does. You know, all those pandemic years are kind of a blur. Uh, <laughs> but we've been it's busy true. and I can, I can uh, bring you up to speed on some new developments um, in us and the industry at large. I love it. We're going to go down that path. So <clears throat> one of the things that I want to do is just kind of set the stage a little bit. So we in earlier programs have talked about uh, off-site construction, modular construction, prefabrication, and what advantage those construction processes can actually bring to a project. So at AG Stainless, we are 100% off-site fabrication of our railing, custom railing, which is different from most of the industry. Most of the industry relies on local metal fabricators who will do some amount of on-site adjustment field modifications to dial the railing system in. And we talk a little bit about how just 100% off-site fabrication really allows us to deliver a superior level of quality. Those same key elements are what we're gonna be discussing today in terms of actually building the whole home which is what you do. You build the whole home uh, offsite 
And then you bring the home to the site and put the components together. So to start off with, Brian, just imagine that there's a listener out there who's been listening to this program and they've decided that the next home they do is not going to be something that just happens to be available in the community that they want to live in. They're going to actually hire an architect and they're going to get the home that is special for their family. They're going to share with the architect what, what things are important to them, what things they're looking for in a, in a home, and they're going to have a custom home built. So I want this new home to be a high-performance home. I want it to be specifically designed for my family. Why should I consider prefab instead of kind of going with the industry standard, which is uh, on-site stick frame? Well, I... It's a good question. And, um, you know, there's a, a number of different types of prefab uh, modular, which is what we build is, is one subset. Um, so just to give kind of the broad overview, you know, panelized flat pack construction, timber framing, log cabins, what they call structurally insulated panels, SIPs. Um, are all types of prefabrication. Modular is volumetric. So it's the big wide loads that go down the road. Um, so we're finishing out, you know, three-dimensional large components of the home in, in multiple pieces. Um, they're built to local building codes. Um, so we're not uh, HUD housing. Sometimes people um, confuse manufactured homes, which are built to a, a lower national standard, which are, would be your standard trailer home. A modular home is built to local building codes, uh, you know, snow loads, wind loads, hurricane, um, so we build homes of the same, you know, quality and uh, construction methodologies, on-site construction, um, but we do so uh, in off-site components. So generally modules are around, uh, you know, you can think of them as building blocks, um, around four to 600 square feet per module. So your average, you know, two to 3,000 square foot home would be four to six modules. And the real advantages are um, streamlined process, kind of cost control, um, abbreviated schedule, and the fact that the home is not exposed to the elements before it is, you know, dried in, you know, completely weatherproof. Um, so those are the real benefits. It tends to really um, make the most sense in markets where, um, you know, there's a limited supply of labor, you know, there's a short building season due to a lot of snow, um, you know, markets that are very expensive um, are some areas where, you know, choosing a custom modular home make a lot of sense. And, um, you know, particularly in um, today's day and age where cost control is, is really important with, you know, costs of construction having escalated over the last few years and also, uh, you know, interest rates and whatnot where they are. So we offer you know, in some markets, we offer measurable savings, but by having time savings, even if it's the same cost, that results in, um, you know, quicker time in the house, which then translates potentially to savings as well. Nice. So you're telling me that um, for modular, there's the, there's the potential that I can uh, reduce my cost because number one, the product is delivered to the site ready to be basically a few days, it's put together, I'm moving in as opposed to what I'm used to, which is seeing the project being built on site over the course of a year and a half. So I'm gonna get into the project sooner, which is gonna save me money. Am I understanding that correctly? Potentially. So um, the homes are generally erected in one to two days. Um, but one misconception is that they're, you know, they're ready to move in a week later because the more pieces you have, the more on-site components there are, particularly when you get into two-story houses. Um, so they still take a few months to finish afterwards. Okay. Uh, but there is a measurable savings because we're fabricating off-site before on-site construction, uh, measurable time savings. Um, we're fabricating off-site before on-site construction even starts. So conceivably the foundation's ready. We land the modules the next day. And then generally it's two to four months to finish a house. So we're compressing the timeline into less than six months of construction for a, a high performance custom house versus the one to, you know, up to two years, you know, for on-site construction. Um, you know, when you compare apples to apples, um, the reality is to build a, a high performance custom home architectural, 
isn't inexpensive no matter how you do it. Um, so when you compare apples to apples, we build very high quality, you know, comparable to on-site high-performance custom homes. Um, you know, it's still not inexpensive, but in more expensive markets such as the um, Silicon Valley, the ski towns like Jackson Hole, the San Juan Islands, we generally, in addition to saving time, can save money. Um, you know, sometimes just by having fixed costs and a streamlined process in a market like Seattle, where we might be more on par with on-site construction, um, you know, in the end, it, res it results in us being, you know, less, even if it doesn't seem like it will be in the beginning. Okay, I got it. So then I was on your website looking at some of the, the custom uh, homes that you've done. And to me, they were indistinguishable from the custom homes that I'm used to looking at. Um, it, am, am I right? I mean, is it is it uh, the, the same in terms of visual appearance? If I choose to have the architect reach out and have um, method homes build the home that the architect and I have, have worked to put together in terms of design, I wouldn't be able to just drive by and say, oh, that's a prefab home. I would just drive by and go, that's a gorgeous home. Is that fair? That's the idea. Um, really what's happened as you get into more custom and, and larger homes is they become a hybrid of offsite and onsite construction. So a lot of times we'll, we'll site build the great room. Um, so it's, it's volumetric air. Um, and, you know, to have a, a, a tall span ceiling and, and, you know, double vaulted space and, and, you know, large expansive windows, you know, there's not a lot of benefit to prefabricating that. We'll literally plug a kitchen module into that. So it's part of the great room. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's kind of a hybrid and that's how we we make the homes, you know, indistinguishable from on-site um, construction. Additionally, things like when you get into the more module houses, generally all this siding happens on site, um, big overhanging roofs. A lot of times those get overframed on site. So it's not, um, you know, really boxy and you get the big eaves for both weather protection, you know, kind of the, the Northwest contemporary look that you see, you know, a lot in the um, Pacific Northwest. Right. Um, so you have some tricks to make them so that um indistinguishable from on site but the idea is that's the idea at the end of the day is that you're not making you know huge sacrifices or that it looks like a you know a double wide yeah exactly because i think that is one of the things that uh is uh kind of almost i don't know if misnomer is the the wrong word to choose here but there's this preconceived idea in a lot of consumers mind when you mention uh prefab and that's why a lot of times when i'm talking about our product rating i talk about offsite yeah because that it it calls up a different um connotation but when people hear prefab they're thinking oh yeah like you started off with that's a, a mobile home and this is i don't know that you could have anything further removed <laughs> from mobile homes the the Custom high performance custom homes that are built offsite exactly yeah fantastic well, I've got a lot of questions to to run by you, uh, Brian, but we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we will be right back. Did you know that with certain designs and construction techniques, you can completely eliminate the cost of heating and cooling your home each month? For some homeowners, that can represent a savings of $5,000 to $10,000 a year with no loss in comfort. Want to learn more? Be sure and listen to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKW. We are the physicians, the nurses, the hospital and health system leaders. All we ask of you is to take three simple steps proven to stop the spread of COVID. Wear a cloth face mask, maintain social distance, and wash your hands. Scientific evidence must shape our decisions, dictate our actions, and protect our health. We are not powerless. Together, we will defeat COVID. This has been a message from the American Hospital Association, the American Medical Association, and the American Nurses Association. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us today is Brian Abramson. 
And Brian is the CEO of Method Homes. Brian's company builds custom homes that are fabricated offsite, put together offsite and delivered to the job site um, pre-built. We're having Brian walk us through how offsite construction can benefit a person who's looking for a new home. We talked a little bit about custom prefabrication, but now we're going to go back and kind of start at the, the beginning of the home buying process for many people. Maybe it's like a first home. It's a home that's already built uh, in a community. You, you want to live in that area, so you're driving around and uh, the real estate agent is showing you homes. So, Brian, let's just kind of start at the beginning. Um, how how can you match up the differences between a site-built home and what I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of like your entry-level prefab home. Maybe it's one of the designs that you have stock templates. So a site-built home in a community versus kind of one of your, your starting points for a prefab home. Absolutely. Um, so we do have uh, at Method Homes, we have eight different series of pre-designed homes uh, by six different architect partners. Um, each series has a variety of floor plans um, from, you know, a thousand square feet up to several thousand square feet. Um, and the idea with that was to bring, you know, good design to as many people as possible without having to go the, the custom route and hire an architect. Um, and the reality is you're still building a house. So going to, uh, you know, a neighborhood, you know, where there's houses being developed by a, a home builder with stock plans is still a much easier path than, um, because in our case, we're not, you know, we're making them to order specific for the client. Right. And so it's not like we're doing neighborhoods of, of stock prefab homes. Um, so it is still easier to go to, you know, your toll brother's neighborhood or, you know, whatever, uh, whatever developer and, uh, or just even infill, you know, spec houses, then, then pick a, um, a stock prefab home. That being said, you know, if you, you know, with the stock prefab homes, we do modify them. So it is a more streamlined process and we do have more streamlined costs because, um, essentially we're selling a, a pre-designed model than the full custom route. Like, so, um, it can result in lower nine fees. You still need a custom um, foundation plan, site plan. You still have to go through the whole permitting thing. Um, you know, that might be different with stock plans for University of Seattle, but we're not a ADU specialist. Um, I can't speak to ADUs if you're interested, but, uh, but yeah, so there still is all the kind of permitting. Uh, there still is design related to it, but it can be a, a, a shorter timeline. And we do customize even our pre-designed models so that um, they do take in mind uh, the site, you know, views, privacy, solar orientation, all the stuff that. Um, so even with our pre-designed plans, we've never built the same one exactly twice. Maybe I think there's two or three that we've done very close to the original plan, but everybody lives differently and it's a large purchase. And I believe that um, everybody should be able to modify it. You know, if they like to cook and they need a little bit extra yeah. kitchen space, a little home office nook, which is, you know, more important these days, you know, we try to accommodate that. And, and there is architecture involved in modifying, you know, stock plans. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, each one is like a snowflake. <laughs> similar i mean that's the idea it's what you call mass customization or uh you know um a kit of parts so that you're at least not starting from scratch but that you can they can all be distinguishable from one another so if i'm looking for a home you're saying that uh if my if my need is to get into something as quickly as possible Something that's already built is going to be my best uh, best path forward. But if I have a little bit more time, I can consider prefab. And if I'm going with maybe a templated product, like some of the ones that you have um, that are available, it will save me some time and some money as opposed to going with 
custom prefab. Is that fair? That's totally fair. And okay. that's a great synopsis of, of kind of the different value proposition. So one of the things that we talk about in this program is the advantages that having a home built to high performance standards gives the homeowner. Because as you know, for, for many built structures, the real cost over time is not the actual cost of, of, of building that structure. It's the cost of maintaining that structure. So we really encourage the listeners to become familiar with some of the products and processes that deliver a, a high-performance home. So I'm under the assumption, Brian, that your construction process for your um, uh, prefabricated homes allows you to deliver some of these high-performance processes and products that maybe a, a, a local uh, builder who's doing um, spec homes may not include. It, it, it's possible that maybe just the way you build homes in your um, quality control environment lends itself better to some of these high performance uh, processes. Is that true or not true? It's very true. Um, so inherent in our process, because we're building in a controlled environment, um, we're building in the same place every home. Um, the home is never exposed to the elements. And, you know, we always joke about um, on-site construction and, you know, having a, a set of plans, you know, blowing in the wind and, <laughs> and, you know, having to go to one job site to the next. We have the luxury of literally a guy sets down his his nail gun or, you know, his saw or, or whatever, or his tool belt, and he picks it up the same place the next day. You know, right. we, don't to, we don't have to secure the job site. Um, so, you know, because the home's never exposed to the elements and also because we have a mandate of building high performance, you know, efficient homes, um, you know, we're able to get tight homes. Um, you know, we're using durable materials for our most basic home all the way up. Um, you know, so, cause we really believe in building, you know, hundred plus year homes that are going to have good indoor air quality and a lower power bill. And, and we believe everybody should be able to have that in this day and age. So, you know, our most basic entry level home to our most custom high-end home are all getting the same treatment as far as envelope, you know, I mean, we can add in, added insulation and things of that nature, depending upon the climate and the, you know, if people want to take it further, but even our most basic home is getting insulation above code, air sealing above code, um, you know, again, never exposed to any rain. Um, so it's inherently, um, you know, uh, 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 in a lot of ways, a superior product because of the controlled environment. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And also, um, it, it really depends uh, on the environment or not environment, the location in terms of uh, how much you should invest in some of those high performance products and processes in terms of being able to recover your investment. Uh, we had a guest on recently that talked about appraisals and how uh, you can actually spend too much on solar panels <laughs> and never get all your money back. She really encouraged talking to a real estate agent to figure out, first of all, what is the market's acceptance of high performance um, products and processes in the market that you plan on living so that you can judge uh, how much you want to invest in this space. But I know that depending on the individual, some people want to do more than just code or a little bit better than code. Do you have the ability if someone says, hey, I, I want to be at passive house standard, do you have the ability to uh, modify the home to, to meet whatever high performance standard the customer is looking for? Yes, very much so. So we've built a number of homes to passive standards. Um, I don't think we've ever gone through the the certifying any homes passive, um, but we've we've met the criteria with the um, less than uh, you know 0.8 air changes per hour, and uh, and we've had highly insulated, highly air sealed houses. All of our houses are are pretty well air sealed, even you know without that mandate. But um, but we do have the ability to go all the way to to passive standard, um, so super insulated tight homes, um, and we do do a lot of cold climate work, um, you know, east of the 
the mountains here in Washington and, and also in a lot of the mountain markets. Um, so, you know, um, thermal performance and, and insulation become important. Um, and also, you know, glazing, especially because we have a lot of glazing in our houses in, uh, in those colder climates. Um, so we do uh, highly high, you know, high performance, very well insulated homes. Nice. And again, you know, I try to minimize the use of terms like passive house because that turns a lot of people off. I think, well, whatever, whatever. That's just some jargon term that cost me a lot of money and <laughs> and what I can really get out of it. So I try to do the equal. So all the things we're talking about, what it really comes down to is saving you money on heating and cooling your house. And it's to what level do you want to save money? Again, that recent guest who spoke on appraisals said that you don't want to have your house so high performance that you're a source of cheap revenue for the utility company. Hmm. That if you're generating more electricity than you need and you're selling it back to the utility company at a fraction of what they're selling it for. So you don't want to become the utilities company's best deal ever. You want to choose the level of uh, of high energy performance um, that's appropriate for your home and your market. But it's nice to know that uh, with uh, a home that's built offsite, it can be customized to the client's needs in, in that way also. Absolutely. I'll, I'll add to that, that in Western Washington, um, our climate zone is fairly temperate. It does get cold and it's getting hotter, but uh, you know, it's, you don't have to take it to the extremes. Um, you know, just having a home that's energy efficient, that's well sealed and, you know, is, is always comfortable is, is, uh, is certainly what is most important. Um, and then obviously people can choose their own adventure from there, but, but like you said, it, it is, that's the main thing is just seeing a return on the power bill and, uh, and having a house that's healthy and, you know, with good air quality. Yeah. The air quality one is a, is a big one too. So I appreciate you mentioning that again. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we'll see you in a few moments. Are you thinking of building a new home? A beautiful residence, custom designed to meet the needs of your family. If you are, then get started by listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT. The show features interviews with award-winning residential architects, custom home builders, and other residential design and construction industry experts who will share their knowledge and expertise with you. That's Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKNW. Did you know that with certain designs and construction techniques, you can completely eliminate the cost of heating and cooling your home each month? For some homeowners, that can represent a savings of $5,000 to $10,000 a year with no loss in comfort. Want to learn more? Be sure and listen to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKNW. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back. In case you're just joining us, we are interviewing Brian Abramson from Method Homes. Method Homes specializes in the offsite construction of custom homes. So, Brian, um, we covered kind of like the basics of like where to start, depending on how much time you have before you need the home to be completed in terms of budget, in terms of looking towards saving a few dollars by maybe going with a stock prefab design. Uh, if you have a little bit a more robust budget, um, really looking towards a custom prefab design. We've talked about some of the uh, improvements uh, in, um, in construction process that are assured because you're building a home in a quality control environment versus trying to adjust to on-site conditions. Uh, we've covered all those basic things, so it kind of gives the listeners uh, some reasons to consider off-site construction when they're looking at their, their new custom home. But one of the things I'd like to, to just get out there is that when you are having um, the home 
built offsite, it might give you some advantages in terms of being able to get a home built in an area, maybe we could say extreme, like not all builders are going to build in every location. But if the house is all built offsite, that might open up the possibility for you to have your dream home located in an area that otherwise might not be possible. Is that is that true? Um, very much so. So where offsite prefabrication really shines is getting places uh, where it's hard to build. Um, so mountains, islands, um, you know, non-ferry serviced islands, um, all these kind of extreme locations. So we do a lot of work in the San Juan Islands, um, you know, a lot of work on the ferry serviced islands, uh, Orcas, San Juan, Lopez, um, Whidbey. And then uh, we've built on a number of uh, non-ferry service islands, which involve, you know, barging and um, and logistics to get there. Additionally, we've built houses at the top of mountains. Uh, we have one in production that's going to the top of uh, Powder Mountain, Utah, up to 8,000 feet. Wow. Um, we just installed a house in Moab in the middle of nowhere outside of Moab, Utah. Um, so really remote areas where there's no labor, you know, bringing a house in and, you know, mostly complete um, really creates an advantage. Um, you know, additionally, some of these non-ferry service islands, you can imagine taking every stick over there one by one right. boxes of tile. You know, <laughs> when we did a house uh, on one of the non-ferry San Juan Islands, um, we did um, we had the furniture inside of it. So we actually craned it from the water onto the foundation on an island. Um, and literally everything for the clients to move in was inside the house. So it was, by the time they got there, they didn't even have to move furniture on the island. Wow, that is cool. So you're saying that um, because the, the, the components are pre-built, it's much easier to get those components to those less accessible areas, as opposed to carrying a bunch of tile up the mountain and dropping tile boxes over the side and Trying to figure out now what do we do? It, well, exactly, because we're doing the labor in a factory versus on an island or on top of a mountain that, you know, I mean, even just driving, you know, a lot of the people at uh we do a lot of some work in Big Sky, Montana, and you know, all the trades drive from Bozeman. Um, and it's literally almost a two-hour drive on a treacherous road, dark in the wintertime. You know, it's a two-lane road, so heaven forbid someone crashes, you know, and and then you know, then they have to drive home every night. So they get like, right. if they're lucky, you know, five hours of work or something. Um, so doing that all in, in one area and then bringing it there, you know, mostly complete um, tends to provide a lot of advantages in the more remote areas, you know, even, even Eastern Washington or just areas where there's not a lot of, where it takes a long time to get to a job site from where people might live who could work on the house. That totally makes sense. Uh, so my next question, um, definitely this is a shifting of gears. So uh, I do a lot of work with architects. So I um, uh, work with the Custom Residential Architects Network, which is a part of the AAA and knowledge community. And um, as part of the uh, CRAN national leadership, I talk to a lot of architects about a lot of different topics. And one of the topics that comes up is how the the industry of prefabricated homes interacts with architects. Now, one of the things that I know about you is you work with a lot of architects, but there's definitely a feeling among many architects that there's not really a good fit between architects and prefab home builders somehow you have made a success of working with mm. architects. Mm. So maybe for, for the architects who might be listening and also for the homeowners, you could talk a little bit about how you engage with the architecture community, because I'm, I'm getting the sense that if I've decided on an architect, when it's time to decide who the builder is going to be, I could recommend that the architect reach out to Method Homes and have you build it as opposed to having XYZ custom builders build it on site. So how do you engage with architects? How do you make that relationship work? Um, feel free to expand. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's an interesting question. Um, method may be a bit of an outlier in that we are mostly custom and we are able to execute, you know, custom architectural details. So, you know, I think a lot of architects' hesitance revolves around, you know, having to make too many concessions. And, and you know, quite frankly, a more production-oriented factory would struggle with the kind of level of quality and architectural detailing that a lot of these high-end custom homes, uh, you know, dictate. Um, so we're a bit of an outlier in that we can execute that. We have a track record and a history of working with architects and executing, you know, theirs and their clients' homeowners' vision. Um, so, you know, it is a decision earlier in the process because homes are engineered specifically to be modular. You have to cut them up. It's a lot easier to design specifically for modular construction than it is to take a home plan and to try to cut it up. Because if an architect isn't designing with modular in mind, they're going to do different stuff. Right. Why would you limit yourself to certain room dimensions or things of that nature? So we do have a um, architectural design guideline uh, manual that we've created that has everything from you know typical module dimensions and how we actually want them on our plans um, to kind of some other best practice type stuff. We also created a standard detail library. So if you want like a trimless door or a you know stainless railing, you can. Um, pick from kind of our options so that um, we're not reinventing the wheel. And, and quite frankly, it takes a little bit of work. Like it helps the architect because they're not having to detail every single thing because they can just choose our standard detail for a trimless door or, or whatever it may be. Um, but we do work with a lot of uh, custom residential architects up and down the West Coast and the um, Intermountain West. A lot of times architects that we've worked with will bring clients to us for, you know, whatever reason they think it's a good fit. Um, we also work with some modular specific custom architects that kind of focus on this area. And then we also have clients that will, will bring their architect um, to the project and say, Hey, we want to do it prefab, but we want to do it with you because we love your work. And uh, you know, a lot of times architects look at it as a challenge. Um, you know, it can, sometimes it's, it, it can be, more difficult for some than others because they're not used to having to make as many concessions and you do kind of have to draw within the lines to make it work. And, you know, we've gotten to the point and, but there's also ways like to say, build a great room or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but we've gotten to the point where we really, we want our process to be efficient and it to make sense to do it offsite. So, you know, we're not afraid to, to help work with the architects to say, Hey, this is beautiful, but it just doesn't work for, for <laughs> offsite construction. So either you got to site build that component or you got to make some concessions. Because what we don't want is, is the whole square peg round hole, just trying to force it to be prefab if it doesn't want to be. Because we want our projects to be efficient and be successful. You know, right. so we're we're we've done it enough times, having been in business for you know close to 15 years, that um that we know what what makes sense and what doesn't. You know, those are some great thoughts. Uh, you mentioned that sometimes the architects bring the client to you. And uh, I've talked a number of times about if you're thinking of uh, designing and building a custom home, it really makes sense to find a good architect, uh, even if the community you live in doesn't require an architect design your home. And uh, just reminding all the listeners that one of the best ways to find an architect that specializes in residential design is your your local custom residential architects network CRAN, which is a knowledge community of the AIA. So wherever you live in the United States, you can just go to the AIA website, look for the CRAN chapter, and uh, you know I'm just thinking about um, the local. Uh, CRAN members here in Seattle, like um, Group Architect and and uh, Scott LeBenz and the work that he does. And um, if you go to the CRAN chapter, you're going to learn who are the great architects doing uh, residential design in your community. And then those individuals will be able to introduce you to companies like Method Homes, where you may not have been thinking about having uh, an offsite uh, construction firm build your home, 
But if you got a great architect who specializes in residential design, they're going to be able to make suggestions like that to you. And you're going to wind up with a product that you're very, very happy with, as opposed to kind of going it, going it your own. So uh, we are going to take a break. We're gonna, I, want, I want you to talk a little bit more, Brian, about Method Homes. Uh, so I've, I've known you for six or seven years now. I know the quality of the work that you do and how well-respected you are in the industry. But many of our listeners may not have heard of Method Homes before. And I know you guys build all over the homes for all over the United States. So where we come back from the break, I'd love it if you could just talk a little bit about what makes Method Homes Method Homes. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we will be right back. Did you know that you can design a custom home that not only comfortably meets your needs today, it can easily accommodate your future needs if an unexpected mobility-limiting event affects someone in your family? To learn how the principles of universal design can make your custom home more comfortable today while potentially increasing your property's resale value tomorrow, listen to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKNW. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Noah with your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. Asthma affects 25 million people nationwide, and every day 10 people die with it, with African American women and children being most at risk. Early warning signs include coughing, especially at night, or with exercise and wheezing. Almost all asthma can be effectively managed with a good action plan. So talk with your doctor today, and for more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us this afternoon is Brian Abramson, from Method Homes. Method Homes specializes in building custom homes offsite. So Brian, we've touched on a number of subjects that I think will help the listeners as they get closer and closer to deciding to have their next home be a custom home to um, decide to consider offsite construction as one of the possibilities for the build out of the home. What I would like to know now, though, hopefully you can help with this. Every year, there's more and more people claiming to be building great homes built offsite. When I first met you, uh, there's probably half hmm. of the companies that claim to be great at, at that. But you, you, Method Homes has stood the test of time. You, you're building great homes. Uh, the questions are then, how how can you help someone who is not really experienced doesn't is not in the architecture construction world find a good company to build their dream home offsite what what where do they start well there's definitely um some uh you know there's some like listing sites of, of the various offerings out there um and generally, we just encourage people to to do their due diligence. Um, there is a wealth of information on the internet about the modular. You know, there's the modular home the home builders association, which would be maybe more standard than the custom players. Um, but there are, uh, you know, Dwell Magazine has a, a prefab home guide as an example, um, and and there are companies up and down the West Coast that um, that do what we do. And there's more entrance into kind of flat pack panelized construction. Um, which may be a good fit for a number of, uh, you know, markets and, and for potential homeowners. Um, but really, you know, for us, you know, be it on-site, off-site, we just encourage people to do their due diligence on whoever the builder is, because, you know, in building a, a high-quality product, we, we, want, we like anybody who's doing high-quality work. Um, and we don't, you know, it's not a good thing on any building industry if there's, you know, people have bad experiences. So we want, 
you know, people to have successful outcomes. And, and I think with that, it's just doing your due diligence. Um, you know, one thing to look for is track record and how long people have been in business. There are a lot of kind of new building tech companies that um, come and go. So, um, you know, everyone's trying to innovate and with innovation, you know, not everybody makes it. So, um, right. you know, really it's, I think just due diligence and, and, you know, check references and kind of basic stuff that not everybody always does. Um, but I encourage people to do whether they're looking at us or anyone else. So, um, so you're saying do, do your due diligence. There's some sources that are going to list companies that are doing um, prefabrication uh, of, of homes. Um, but don't just take the name off the website, do your research. How long have you been in business? Talk to past clients I mean, if they don't have references, that would be <laughs> that would be a reason to move on, wouldn't it? <laughs> but probably. I mean, you never know. You got to start somewhere, right? Okay. So, you know, but yeah, there should be at least some type of track record from the team, even if it was from previous ventures or you know whatever. Yeah, and then in terms of their ability to give me a product that really makes me feel very, very happy that that is more than just functional, but that really where where the opportunity presents itself to deliver craftsmanship. Can you speak to that at all? I, I got to assume that there are many, many companies doing a, a prefab construction. And just like with custom railing, if you said, look, can you fabricate a stainless railing? There's hundreds and hundreds of people in, in a city who are going to go, I can do it. But that's different from what we do. So we always tell architects and builders, the first question you should ask is, to what standard of quality will you fabricate the railing? And then from there, you can start talking about price. So you can do apples to apples comparison. Is it the same with, with uh, prefabricated homes? Are there people that build to one standard quality and other people that build to a, a different standard? Um, absolutely. I mean, you have your what you would call more production or or stock prefab homes. Uh, so you're more traditional, you know, larger manufacturers that are just churning out products. And then you have your more, you know, custom manufacturers such as us. Really what Method Homes, you know, mission is, is, is all about quality and craftsmanship. And, you know, we really positioned ourselves as, as high, high quality. And that's what, um, you know, I'm most proud of with our team. Um, so we have... Uh, a new factory that we built that came online in 2021. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. We're pretty excited. It's got overhead cranes and um, some panel equipment and really has optimized our production process. Additionally, we just have a, a team of skilled master craftsmen who have been with us for years. Um, it's really a, a tight knit family, you know, from the pre-construction team all the way to the guys who are doing tile and, and, you know, carpentry and, and, and finish work and framing you know, I would say the average employee is probably doing with method five plus years or, or longer. Fantastic. So it's really known quality from, you know, known people. And, and really that's what it is, is people that build houses. You can use technology and automation and all these things, but in, in, until there's a robot that can do fine carpentry work, <laughs> it's all about people. And, you know, fortunate for method, we've got a very strong team of master craftsmen you know, who are paid living wage in, you know, good working environments. And it's very much a team approach. Uh, and that's the only way you can execute to the level of quality that we've been fortunate to do over the years. Yeah, that's great. I remember when I visited your old factory, um, I definitely got the feeling that the people that were working there really wanted to work there and the work they were doing, they were they were proud of it. So I can't wait to see the new factory. It sounds like, you know, I remember when I was working on uh, on my house, uh, I I rented a big um, excavator to take some trees out. And I got to tell you, the funnest thing ever is driving around on your property with one of those monster excavators. You can dig a hmm. lake in just like 10 minutes. You got this massive, massive hole in the ground. But I got to think that your new factory is like that experience for me using that heavy equipment. You get overhead cranes, you get all the cool toys that uh, 
Well, yeah, and we had done it in a non-purpose built buildings, just, just big rented warehouses. So we have a building, we used to have to move modules to get a module out the door. Okay. And now we have doors on all sides. So, you know, we probably gained like 30 days of productivity of not having <laughs> to, you know, play Tetris in our in our warehouse. Um, and higher ceilings and good air yeah. We have fans that kick on, you know, four times a day and we've got the big overhead fans and it's been great. It's been, uh, it's been really, uh, it's been good for the team and, and really enabled us to, you know, step our game up even another notch. Um, so yeah, like I said, proud of the kind of product that we build and the team behind it. So if I wanted to learn a little bit more about Method Homes, Brian, where, where do I go? Um, I think our website is a, a, a very good resource of information. We try to put as much stuff on there about cost, process, um, you know, timelines. Um, you know, there's also a lot of portfolio examples on there. Um, so I think that's a, a great place to start. Generally, um, you know, we also have a survey. So, you know, if people are interested in learning more, um, they can fill out a survey on our website and then, um, you know, they'll get uh some more information sent to them and then um, somebody contacting them. Um, the general criteria are, and we, we want to educate people as they're getting into the process, but generally we engage once people have already, you know, identified a specific piece of land, either they're going to, they've bought or they're about to buy. Um, and, you know, they're within our service region, you know, we can get there. And as I stated, we can go up mountains and <laughs> on the Island so we can get most places, but well, we always want to confirm access um, before we go too far down the road because we are dealing in large, you know, oversized wide loads that need to be uh, transported. Um, and then we'll de generally do like a preliminary consultation uh, and, and, and an estimate because we also, especially in the current kind of uh, climate of cost uh, volatility, we want to provide good information and we want it to be a good fit for both the clients and us. Cause we're not interested in um, having people join us that aren't going to, you know, that's later, it's going to be a budget issue or that we didn't give good information to. So we're here to be a resource and help empower people to make whatever decision is right for them. Yeah, that's very, very helpful. Uh, so uh, in kind of uh, wrapping up, I just want to thank you for, your time, uh, your website. I don't think you mentioned it. What? What's the address? It's, it's methodhomes.net. Okay, methodhomes.net. Um, so that's a great place to learn more about Method Homes. A lot of uh, images uh, that you'll see there of some great places they've built. Uh, they also do uh, commercial projects. Um, they'd be great, a great partner for the build out of your dream home. I want to thank you for spending time with us today. Brian and to the listeners, you've been listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT. If you miss any portion of today's show, you can download this program as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Look forward to spending time with you next week. Take care. <laughs>